Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 18 of the Bourbon Defunder podcast. Um, with me, Mr. Bourbon, it's been a long time, man. Um, COVID has kind of mashed up a lot of things in this year, man. So it's kind of prolonged um, a lot of things that I had lined up. But, um, but we're back. Um, I'm going to continue it going. Um, I've got a special guest today, somebody... Nuts legend, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Nuts legend, man. Like, I remember when I was younger, seeing this guy spray bars, and I was like, yo, this guy. Um, from legendary Nottingham group, um, out of the hill. In fact, let me introduce yourself, bro. It's, it's one of them ones, man. Yo, man, it's charisma, isn't it? Like, out of the hill crew, original, like, 1997 times when I came in the game. That's a long time ago. That's pre Spotify, man. That's CDs and tapes. That's that's the kind of times I came in. Um, recording on, recording on actual reel to reel. That's how old school we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Back to back to back at Marcus. Yeah. That's how old school we are. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm charisma. I'm from out the Ville. I came through that camp. I learnt my craft there. I learnt my love of music and learnt to you know spread that out further from there, man. Yeah, that's me. No, that's big, man. No, on a level, yeah, I'm gassed because, like, I remember growing up and I remember um, seeing Blood, Sweat and Tears mm, by Out of the like, on MTV Base. Yeah, mad. And I remember thinking, yo, these guys were sick. And I remember, like, at the time as well, like, in terms of lyricism and that, mm, like, mm. I don't think, not to sort of, like, downplay not in the hip at the time, but from when I was young i didn't really kind of see lyricism of that level if that mm. makes sense mm -hmm. for me personally yeah, like um like hearing you scores like i don't know man like the way you were putting together words mm. was just absolutely wild to me Big like up. but i want to sort of like get into that at some point um today because that is literally like childhood nostalgia for me like more than I yeah can trust me that. but um but first, I want to kind of like just kind of see like I mean this year has been a bit of a mad one. Yeah, it's like, been a bit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it's been weird. I can't figure why it is, but it has been weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no, what, I what it is. Yeah, nah, I can't nah, imagine what it is. What was yeah, that? Nice long summer. Was that what it was? <laughs> you know what it is like. I mean, you come to you come across as quite a sort of optimistic, upbeat kind of guy. So mm. obviously, everybody knows like this year has been a bit of a mad one. Mm. So mm. I guess like conversation of other people it's kind of a glass half full glass half empty yeah, yeah um, sure. kind of scenario where some people have kind of like really hated it and some people have been like actually like you know what i mean like there's some positives that yeah, do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, so yeah, like sure. how has this year sort of kind of how has it has it treated you has it treated me um i think th there's been ups and downs and it has been balanced but you know, I'll, I'll be honest. On balance, um, the disruption that's going on has allowed me personally to stop and look at my family rather than rush off to work in the morning and come back. I was I was furloughed for three months, so I literally got to be with my kids in the daytime, which is actually as a dad um, traditionally, I guess, even if you're both out at work. Mum's um, a primary carer, so there's a, there's a different relationship with children and dads play a slightly different role. Actually to be able to see, you know when you go to work and you come back like what's been happening during the day, you see what's been happening during the day and it goes like that. And to give me that um, 
insight into that's been beautiful to see my kids do that and understand what my wife's doing more and understand how to run a house so that actually helps massively with that mm. uh, that's on a domestic level mm. musically it gave me so much time and freedom as that literally every night i just me and the mic i've got no work tomorrow fantastic mm. literally just before it i dropped my my hours at work to take every friday off to do music i was like i've got to do this and then like two days later they were like yeah so you're furloughed now and i was like okay so i'll just chop my money down but you know what time is money mm. and it gave me time to hone my craft enjoy myself learn more write more so musically on balance it's been great familiarly like on a family level it's been great personally it's had its ups and downs i find difficulties with like being told what to do yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. struggle with that like saying i can go out for how long a day what i can't go what miles with. Yeah. i'm not into that mm. at all and i don't think anyone is mm. um so that's been difficult for me personally, but it's, it's held a mirror up to my ego. And I think you've had to sit with yourself in this time. And a lot of people have found difficulty seeing them true selves. Mm. I found difficulty in it, but also used it to propel myself forward and go, okay, I know where I need to improve. I know what my difficulties are and I've had time to stop and take stock. So on a deeper level, I think it's set me up nicely for the rest of whatever happens. Yeah. Even though it's been difficult and I've had face ache probably about 60% of the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. But um, the other 40% has been positive and that's actually outweighed it. It's weighted heavier. That 40%'s got a heavier weight than that 60%, I would say. Yeah, I, I think like people now are starting to realise that sort of time is the most important commodity. It's more important than money. Yep. And I think, because people are now thinking, well, actually, I can have take less pee, yeah. have more time yeah. at home yeah. if I'm in that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So people are starting to kind of really reevaluate the yeah. importance yeah feed, um, feed your soul yeah i mean me for me personally i mean i've not been feeling anything but mm. i've been sort of been working from home since since march yeah yeah so it's kind of like i've seen i mean i've got two young kids yeah so like two two and 45 my youngest is actually turned three today oh happy um, birthday to your yeah, man. happy birthday big up my leg gate um but like um it's one of the ones where it's you kind of start to see a lot more um, development and you yeah. can and, and it's kind of you see the kind of developments that you would kind of miss usually at work yeah like more time you you know you might get like a uh you know like a video clip yeah yeah yeah. Break, yeah yeah rushing the king yeah yeah it's kind of like you can actually see you can actually see certain things and you can time. actually start to see like my youngest he's developed so much yeah. in this like he's gone from potty, literally the whole year's potty trained yeah so much stuff is things is done yeah it's come so much uh, further forward and I kind of think that I would have missed a lot of that and I kind of think with us both being at home a lot more mm. I kind of think mm. would that development have been as, as would they have been as, as ready yeah yeah true. do you know what true. I mean yeah. so it's kind of like as it's, it's pros and cons you know what I mean I, I mean I guess like what I disliked was kind of being home in the sense where like my days aren't really broken up that yeah. much because it's home yeah that, that you know when you go from work to home and you've got that bit of time to yourself where you can d-roll yeah. from work to home yeah 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 that d-roll is now 16 steps yeah from the top of the stairs yeah, to the yeah, bottom yeah. of the stairs in it when yeah. it used to be a good half an hour 45 yeah. minutes where you could just switch off and switch back into yeah the so that takes yeah that takes its toll i had to sort of retrain the way i kind of my routine as well because yeah. i was going through a couple of days i hadn't even left the yard I yeah, was yeah, yeah. Like, yeah worked by the time i finish work i'm tired of the kids i want to spend time with the kids yeah yeah and then literally it was like days I was like yo I'm barely even leaving the yards yeah, I had to sort yeah. of like trying to kind of Get retrain myself yeah. and refocus in that but mm-hmm. I don't know man it's been it's been a um, it's been a weird one do you yeah, know what I mean it's like weird. certain things have been a bit of a struggle but certain things 
I've been good. Like I know, like start growing my hair out. Like yeah. I didn't realize I had so much hair. Yeah, like, you go, man. Thank you. Yo, this is what I'm saying, yeah. man. Say so, like, but now I'm, I'm having to like, like, because before I used to sort of like just like just keep it off low, yeah, just yeah, do it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now after that, to get trims as well. Yeah, man. <laughs> but listen, and barbers, listen. The golden age of barber prices, yeah. Yeah. Gone. Like I'm seeing now, like bar trims like twenty quid. Like, what? No trim. Listen, I'm no. telling you now, yeah. If you can get a trim for like back in the day, like ten all in. Ten at you most. Know what I mean? At the most. Yeah. I'm back in the world used to be like seven, eight. That's you know that's I mean? with an appointment. Yeah. Ten pound, you get me? So now literally like it's literally minimum like minimum like sixteen, seventeen wow. to twenty quid. Wow, wow. You know what I mean? Well inflation will do that. Inflation will do that. Well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm at home shavers mate to the end. Yo, that's listen, it. I'll get that now. I'll get barbers it. if I go for a trip. If I've got a gig, that's it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm sorry, barbers, man. Like, yo, time is money. <laughs> yo, listen, I didn't realize. I remember when I went in for my first trim from um, lockdown. I yeah. remember just bopping in and then just looking at the price board. I was like, raw. Yeah. Is that for like three trims or is I that? I know, like... man. But they've got to make up what they've lost, haven't they? It's very true, man. Everyone's and I hear certain men were like, well, like certain barbers were doing like um, special sort of like home trims, like, yeah, 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 yeah. For that time, yeah, innit? Yeah, and they're charging like 40, 50 pounds. Wow. Yeah, wow. like some people must really need that trim. But a trim makes you feel different when you walk out of the barber. When the barber's nice to walk, nah, 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 nah. you know that you're you was it went in at eight and you came out at ten. Yeah, Do you know nah, what I'm saying. It's true. So actually, what are you paying for the trim or are you paying for that little it's couple true. of days before it all goes out? It's again? true. It's it, it's the it's the vibe in it. Yeah, I remember. Listen, I remember when I got my first trim from lockdown. Yeah. I literally took a picture of myself. Said to my wife, said you're welcome. There you go. Do you know what I mean? There you go. Exactly. There you go. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. There, there you don't go. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> she knew. When I came here, she was like, "Oh, that was like." Do you know what it was? She was speechless. There's nothing more she that's, could add to that's it. That's what a I'm... picture painted a thousand words. Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> that's what it was. That's what I should need to say. <laughs> yeah. No. That's that's exactly what I, I've taken it as. So yeah. like, obviously now, like, well, Thursday we've heard now it's like lockdown. Um, well, it's curfew now, isn't it? Mm. So it's kind of everything's locked off. Well, I hope we finish at eleven forty-five. Yeah, there you go. That's what I think to that. Yeah. It's, it's more rules, man. Yeah, I don't know if it's throwback from being parented, as we yeah. all have been. Yeah, but like, I'm like, I'm not really feeling being parented. I'm yeah. a big man, and yeah. I've got three children and a mortgage. Don't yeah. tell me what time yeah. I can go out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's my, that's my, that's no, my, it's true. It's probably my ego talking. No, to. for real, I thought that way as well. Like, what are you talking to? No, like? no, <laughs> it's true. What do you mean? I can't go out at. So, you know, back in the day when your parents were saying you were kind of like, you wanted to say certain things, yeah. and there's certain kind of like gaps in their arguments, yeah, yeah, where you're yeah. kind of like, you know what, let me just not even say Yeah, that. when I'm 18, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, so when now I'm 18 plus, I'm still good. Yeah. So, your 10 o'clock is lovely to hear. It's a really nice round time. But I'll see you at midnight. Yeah. And now it's <laughs> like, like that's what I'm saying. Now it's like, I'm 35 with a beard. Yeah. Fam, what are you telling yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. I've got crazy exactly. in my beard now. Exactly. Like, you can't tell me about that. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I hear it's a lot of that. But actually, again, that's, um, uh, if you look at it on a deeper level, that's like the inner child fighting the parent. And it never leaves you, even at age 39 or 35. Is it that yeah. little bit of rebellion that you can't tell me what to do? And yeah. actually, they can. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. It's, it's true as well. It sort of can. And you kind of resent as well because I knew for your parents, you're like, all right, 
I'm yeah. angry at you, but, but you raised me. And then I still can get some snap from you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Some jerk chicken or something. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Morrison giving me a damn free. He's giving you quiche, mate. <laughs> Greg sausage roll. Greg sausage roll, mate. That's actually luck. Yeah, put some ketchup on it. <laughs> Happy Christmas and a candle. Nah, no, for real. Yeah, not bad. So, like, this year, so have you kind of. Because obviously, it's been a minute since you sort of. Um, Drops on it, like in terms yeah, of yeah, like, it's been about nine years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it has been a minute. It's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute times sixty times twenty four times three hundred sixty five times nine. Whatever that might be, I bet my son can work that out in about eight seconds. You know, it's just yeah, I was yeah for real. I was I was uh, I saw this thing on Twitter. It was basically about black people's terms of measurement. Yeah, yeah. And it was basically like when someone says a minute, that could be. A minute, an hour, yeah. a year, yeah. ten years, it's, a decade. It's, it's, it's infinite in its possibilities. Yeah, I would say like, is. oh, the other day. Yeah, you said the other day could mean the other day, it really could. the other year from what year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. been it's been nine years. It's been nine years, and uh, that was the bad boy tune, uh, which I did with yes. a producer called Starkey. Right, I found on SoundCloud and Ski Man showed me the beat. I was like, what? That's crazy wrote this thing to it, sent it to me, and he's like, yo, that's sick, let's put it out. And um, that was the last thing I did. Uh, it was, well, released. That was like, uh, at the same at the time of that, I was doing a lot of hosting of dubstep shows. So that 140 tempo was like my heartbeat. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, f- I loved it. But then I, I took a hiatus, man. I was just like, I had a few years of why am I still doing it? Do I really want to be still in nightclubs at my age? with kids and a mortgage. I don't want to be doing gigs at two till four in the morning. Not really. I don't want to do that. Where do I fit? So there's a lot of internal questioning. There's a lot of going, I don't want to do music anymore. I'm not interested. Um, Not being sure whether I could and all that kind of thing. A lot of self-doubt. But also a lot of reality, like marriage, children, Mm. mortgages, Mm. job, you know, keeping a roof over your head. Then reality is this, sinking. and that, that, that time there gave me all my what I can write about now. So mm. although it was nine years out, I did little bits and pieces. It felt like it was supposed to happen because you can continually put music out and never actually grow as a person. So not growing as a person to me is not an option because I'm just like, we're not here to, I'm not, I can't still be doing the things I did at 20 at 39. It just, it literally makes no sense whatsoever. You might, your growth mindset has got to be behind it all. So. That's what I spent, I guess I spent the next, last nine years doing, growing as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a as a thinker, as a musician, as a, you know, just trying to grow in that way and not be that I'm growing, everyone look at me growing, mm. just that I'm growing and I'll see you when I see you. Yeah, and I guess like <clears throat> when you do start growing, then your music will start, if your music is authentic, mm. then it will start to, you will start to reflect your life. Yeah, it expands I mean? with you. And I think, but I don't feel that though. I yeah. think some people are like, oh, that like, oh, I don't want people to kind of be talking about like growing up things. Yeah, yeah, that's but fine. It's like, but, I, I, but when you think about like, for example, like if you listen to like Jay Z's Four 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 album, yeah, example, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. like growing him people talk, growing people talk, yeah. talking about like family life, yeah. about. I know black ownership, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, just like Important get togetherness yeah. and like investments and mm. stuff and things like that. So it's kind of like, as a man, that's like, I mean, Jay Z's about fifty, 50 yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like, 
I don't really want to hear Jay Z talking about slanging out in the corner. Yeah, money. It's, like, it's kind of like it doesn't make any sense. Very to me. odd. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, very odd. It's kind of because because even like there's some artists that like obviously you love from back in the day, but it's like now nah, you hear people like and it's not it's distance. I do like still like Cameron, but it's yeah. kind of like him like it seems like he's a Peter Pan kind of guy. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like yeah. you would. I hear some distractor like from like you saying that twenty years ago. And it's like you're like in your forties, yeah. like nicely. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah, yeah. as much as I like, it's kind of I do like it, yeah. but it's kind of like I would like to see a little bit of growth. Yeah, it's nostalgic, isn't it? Yeah. If I hear Cam spit a fire verse, yeah, it will remind me of when I heard Cam on a DJ Clue tape in yeah. 1999, mm. and it will hark me back to that because it's mm. attached to something. Yeah. Um, but in context. As knowing that I'm not the same person I was in 1998, mm. um, but they're selling a product, yeah. And uh, the product can. I, I, I. One of my concerns is the product can pigeonhole you, mm. and we're not to be pigeonholed. We grow. We're ever growing. Like, mm. Think about the cells in our body, ever growing. So how can you, as a person, just stay stagnant the whole time? It, for me, that in my personal opinion, that, that doesn't work for me. And I like to see growth, but we, we've got kids. You love to mm. see them developing. Mm. Look at the rate they develop. It's mm. mad. Rapid. Absolutely rapid. So why should that stop just because you're older? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Why should you wonder for things and your sense of like, oh, can I learn more or can I do more? Why should that stop because you're, cause you're old? It shouldn't. I think I think you should do that. But for like I say, everyone's got their lane. Mm. And if that's their name and that's what people want to do, I've got no qualms with that. Mm. But me personally, I, I wanna I wanna do stuff that I feel like I missed, like learning an instrument and learning to sing. I I missed all them things. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, I can I can do it now. Well I didn't miss it, I just chose to do other things. Mm. And I can still go and do that. Mm. So yeah. Tell me about like back in the day, yeah. Um when you started actually rapping. Yeah. Like when when how old were you and what sort of when did you kind of realise that, okay, this is my kind of thing, like, I can actually do this? Because okay. everyone thought they could rap, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, when did you actually realise that, actually, like, I can actually do this, and I'm actually, like... That's a good question, you know. Um, I've always enjoyed... I guess my writing stuff, for me, stems of reading. So if I tell anybody about rapping, like, read some books, go and read some stuff, eat the, di- I ate the dictionary, I love mm-hmm. that. So I was always love playing with words. When I was about... 10, I remember win, winning this poetry competition for my school and we won like 10 Archimedes computers or something and stayed in the holiday in Marble Arch or something like that. Mm. Um, and that, I knew then I could write something that would move somebody. Uh, that's that's when I knew that bit. Uh, obviously, you don't know yourself at 10. You've got your own, you got your own image. But the first thing I did was I wrote a rap for this girl at school and she, she was like, oh, can you write me rap? I go to this studio. I was like, yeah, 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 no problem. So I wrote this rap. She went to studio and wrapped it, and Trev was like, it was Trev, COS, he was like, you didn't write that. <laughs> Tell me you wrote that and bring him in. Yeah. So I, I went in, and that's how I started. That's when I saw oh, Trev, because okay. I, I think I was maybe 15 at that age. So. Right. Um, and when that happened, when I, when it was like, not just your mates going, yeah, that's good, that is, but actually somebody in the community seeing a talent and doing yeah. something with it, that's when that sort of gave me an idea of what was going on. Mm. Um, when I really knew I could do it, that's a, that's 
I'm, I'm going around the bush now and telling you a life story as opposed to the answer. I guess it was when I was in Atleville because we would do shows and, and people wouldn't go, that was shit. Because I remember being booed off twice when I wrapped up. Once at the Marcus Starving Christmas party when I was 12. Oh, Went on, yeah. Savagery. 12 years old, mate. It was savagery. Savagery. And then again at After Dark when I was about 13. And the thing is that there's men that, are, men that were there. The thing was, I wasn't known. I wasn't about. You get what I mean? So I was just outside of spitting some bars and everyone's territorial at that age, really territorial. Yeah, and I bet it's one of the ones where it's like, they don't even, they're not even, before you even step on that stage, yeah, not even Yeah, like, like, don't know like, you. Yo, bro! Yeah, 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 <laughs> straight away, straight away. So, so I, I think, I think coming out of that at like 12, 13, being a bit like deflated, but like, actually, fuck you, I'm going to carry on anyway. Mm. It's a little bit of that, like, it's a bit like the Boris thing, like, don't tell mm. me, don't yeah. boo me, mm. I'm fucking great. Yeah, I'm <laughs> serious. I'm going to show you I'm great later on. I might not be brilliant yet, but yeah, I'll get there. But I'm going to be there, I'm going to get there. And, uh, and it's, it's uh, really interesting that it sticks with you, like, mm. all them years, but that was the catalyst. So it's like, right, I know all these people that were booing in that space, filter on five years later, they're not booing anymore. They go, no, that was life. Mm. So somehow development has changed a perception. And I think at that point, when those those pe- those young people, because we were all young people at the time, in their groups, I'm a, I'm pretty much alone. I'm an only child. Mm. I work, I used to go out to town on my own, and I'll see you where I see you, mm. and I'll go home on my own. That's mm. my style. Mm. So I wasn't in a big group of friends. Um, so standing on my own and doing that, and going through that journey was what showed me I could do it. It was like, what's your, how do you dig in and get something done? Mm. That's what showed me I could do it. Yeah. So how old were you when you when you um joined at the Ville? I was 15. 15? I was still in school, yeah. How did that collective come together? Um, well, that was because of CRS, that was Trev. Yeah. Um, he was already working with Lee Ramsey. Yes. And Temper, mate. Oh, mate, I saw Lee for the first time in Snenton when I was about 13. And he, he did a set and I was just like, what yeah, the hell? Like, else, man. I, I was just like, wow, that is that is doable. And then before I know it, I'm at the same studio as him. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he had Trev, he had uh, scores there, and he had Temper there already. Scores, are scores is something else. They're all something else. All something else. And we were sort of all people that went to studio. Yeah. And used that facility. And Trev was like, this, 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 this can work. Yeah. And obviously Simone as well. I went oh, to school yeah. with Simone. So I actually That's, went to school I with Simone. Simone right? beautiful lady. Yeah, beautiful lady, beautiful soul. Yeah. Beautiful lady. I had a cushion at school as well. Yeah, so no, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so no, mate, not feeling it. Yeah. Keepers putting it out there. Um and yeah, obviously Nick and Trevor were there and they, they worked between them and they you you can see they stopped talent. You know, Jar Digger, yeah, Two Tone, uh, Young T and Bugs there. A million names those guys have spotted. So they, those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. They know what sound and they know yeah. what talent there is out there. So yeah, I was about 15 when that happened and that's how it all came about. So, Blood, Sweat and Tears, yeah. how old were you when that came out? That came out in 2001, so that made, makes me 20. So I'd been with the crew for four years at that time. Uh, that was one of the second to last thing, I think maybe third to last EP we put out. Yeah. So you were about 20 when you wrote that verse? I was about 19 when I wrote that verse. Maybe 18, 19, yeah. Bruh, like, I remember hearing hearing that track and I remember like hearing your verse I was like, how the hell did it? 
something like sort of, I'm tired of age, something uh oh, I mean, that was my eyes and razor blades. I was like, how are you even coming like I Oh, I, I remember thinking, like, how the hell did you even come up with stuff like that at that age? I remember when I was, when I was like, young, yeah. I was thinking, this kind of blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's amazing to hear that it can impact someone like that. And, like, scores as well. I was just like, come on, these guys are just literally, like, actually, actually putting words together on something, like, differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember at a young age, just, like, having that on repeat, and the beat was just hard, I remember. And I remember seeing it on MTV bass. I remember just getting gathering, yo, these men are from, these people are from nothing, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was just like a big, 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 a big moment, man. Especially when, obviously, um, the scene was so heavily dominated by London. It was so solid, UK. it was smashing yeah. it, right? And that was, and that, that's a, that was the nature of the beast, and it was really nice to poke your head through that and go, yeah. actually, what was it like back then? Like, can you think back to that, what was it? Because obviously, you started to kind of, See yourself at M2 base and yeah. like momentum was building. Like, yeah. did you ever think that you would actually get that far? Or even I, sort of? I had no expectation whatsoever. I just used to have a beat and write, and mm. then what would happen would happen. And I think I never had like a I'm going to be a star ambition. Mm. Look at the range. I was just <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was just like, look at the range. Look at the range. <laughs> I was just like, I I need to create for my soul's purpose mm. and uh, I love words and I love writing things that make people think and things that um, people might take two weeks to work out what I was mm. talking about. Mm. Two week raps I used to call them. Yeah. That's what I love doing. So I had an opportunity to do it. What you were talking about. There we go. It's not straight like, away, is it? Is that a razor blade? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that the case? Why is he tired of age? I know, right? <laughs> what is wrong with that guy? <laughs> Yeah, trust me. Even now, I'm looking back, yo, there's some gems in there that you kind of miss and stuff. Yeah, and, and, and that years ahead of your time. We, 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 well, you know, whatever gift I was given, I, w I was able to put it on there. And if it impacted people, that's the beauty of it. And and it's not like now where you find out straight away from a comment. It's like 20 years later, someone might go, oh, you're from Atlanta. I remember hearing you on da 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 da. There was no instant feedback there. So actually, your purpose was different. Now your purpose, as much as you might have come, I might have come from that now when I'm putting music out, I'm looking at numbers and mm. how many people listen and how many mm. shares and you look, you, that wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. It was about the art and the art was it. And now you've got more to do and it's at a different pace and you just adapt or die and move with the times. But at that time it was, it was, it felt more innocent mm. because you were doing it for the art and then the art would go out and people would consume the art and you might be lucky enough to be in the same room as those consumers of those art. Or you might just go back to school or college or work. Mm. And then you might get to go to studio again and it might happen again. And mm. I didn't have a path. I'm not a very planned person. I'm just like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll write to that. Yeah, nice one. It's only now I'm realising actually plans are quite useful. Yeah. Because I guess, like, cause now just to get to you, you sort of, you've released a track now yeah, after, yeah. After, after a while. Yeah. Um, and how have you found it sort of adjusting to today's way of releasing music and how people sort of um, receive mm. and digest it. Yeah, I guess this, I mean I, coming from myself being a old school man and guy. Anyway, like yeah. I remember what it was like back then. And we were speaking before about yeah, yeah. you know picking up a CD and literally and that CD you brought. Yeah, you sat with it. Yeah, for a while. The whole time. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, and until another CD came out. No, yeah. see these times as well, like. Artists were just dropping albums every now and again. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. It wasn't um, No, and it was kind of like 
your favourite artist would probably drop something and then you you know then you sit with that for a while and then someone else would drop but now I guess everything's so sort of mm. um, fast tracked but back then it was kind of like it was just a different sort of way of how you even viewed music and how you received it and very different it. time it's pre-internet mm. so there might have been internet about there might have been MySpace or whatever but the majority of people were still consuming physically I, I was watching this um I'm, I'm making a I've got a valid point to make upon this so I was watching this video and it said in 2000 in the year 2000 533 uh, million records were sold like actual physicals yeah six years later that had halved so by 2006 that had halved so the consumption of physical products is just going down anyway yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5 sold the same amount in two days as uh, when it came out as um, records that were sold in 2006 oh, wow. in two days so the whole year of records and two days of Grand Theft Auto so we're moving to a completely different era and what I, I didn't understand the ins and outs necessarily so much because to be fair that was a Trevor thing Trevor got it on vinyl I never went and pressed the vinyl or mm. I went to the studio and gave my vocals and, and shared and shared time without the bill um, and that's what I did so now you have to be a bit more self-sufficient and actually what I feel we have to be now to be artists that are promoted is what London were doing then which mm. is being self-sufficient they had their photographers they had their mm. writers they had mm. their own blogs they had their own newspapers they had their own record labels and it was London-centric because they did yeah. it themselves yeah. now everyone's got to do that sort of individually in some sort of way yeah so London are light years ahead of us mm. just because that's the fabric of how they've had to do things yeah and and that's what that's meant is though we have sort of, sort of more time for the art yeah so we have more time to hone our art mm. um, and now we're catching up to the business side in 10 years time it will all level out i think and everybody will be in the same place um but starting again nine years later is a whole new game mm. whole new game people just want it now and the our generation might want to listen to a whole album from beginning to end um but, but there are what two, three generations after us that don't. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So we, you know, your our market, my, my market might be twenty-five year olds to forty-five year olds, fifty year olds. That's my era. That's the kind of music they'll be into. You almost don't want to listen to old albums, mm. really, that mm. I see. Mm. Uh, they want to pick out a tune and listen. And most people just want it on the go. Put a playlist on, done, and walking. Mm. So, so we put a lot of time into this art, but actually the consumer doesn't put anywhere near as much time into that three minutes and eight seconds yeah. that three minutes and eight seconds took, put, took you 20 hours yeah. maybe to, to whittle it down to that yeah and um, I find the focus is so much now on how many people have listened to it and how popular I am and how many streams I have you sort of uh, dilute in the art if you spend too much time wavering over too much to that side mm. um, so it's good to have like art time I think and then promo time it is music business now for, for as a youth it was music mm. Trevor was business mm. now I am music and business and I have to learn both and understand mm. the ins and outs of it yeah yeah because thinking about it when I think back to how it was then and how it is now in mm. terms of there's a lot more emphasis on how you engage people to yeah. receive it yes and then you build up this big suspense mm -hmm. and then what's received is kind of 
it kind of just dies down after a while. Does, yeah, it's yeah. because there's so much emphasis put on the build up. Yeah, none on the excitement. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 even now in terms of how people are releasing music now, how <clears throat> even songs now literally see some albums and songs are about a minute and a half mm. and like two minutes. Yeah, 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 and it's literally it's because people's attention span too short is is too short. Like mm. I remember back in the day listening to like Triumph. Yeah, Tang was yeah. like Whole six eight, minutes. Yeah, six yeah. minutes and twenty-seven good seconds. Six or minutes. Yeah. I listened to all of that bad boy. Back to back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Rain's eight minutes. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, it's people's attention spans now just aren't the same. I think they they, they just kind of just gravitate to um, different aspects of what we did. I think that's an interesting point. Do you know, I, I think, I don't think people's attention span is, is shorter. I think if you look at it like this, if you imagine a diagram, yeah, where your attention spans are circled in the middle and all the things that are going around the world are around the outside, like two concentric circles. I think what's happened over time is all the things going around you has made that attention look smaller. It's actually the same mm. size. It's just more things going around. It's mm. just perspective. Yeah. So like we've got instant everything now, messenger, WhatsApp, you know, Oh my god, someone's messaging me, I've got to answer straight back. I've been DM. What was that in the day? It was a pager. It was if I had airtime on my phone, you might be able to contact me. It was I'll speak I'll speak to you at the phone box at da da da. I'll meet you in town at da da da. Now it's everywhere you are, in the toilet, while going, while going, while going, what you say, what you do, what you're up to. Washing your dishes as messages coming in. So there's so much um, there's an influx of information. So it's no wonder the attention span seems shorter because yeah. your days are actually filled with more interruptions. Mm. Way more. Unless you turn your phone on, do not disturb. Your day is beer looking at your phone. How many times do you unlock it a day? If you look at that stuff, that's mad. Mm. Now, we didn't have to worry about that when we had sneaks on our phone. You <laughs> can kick the ringtone. You get what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like your polyphonic ringtones where you could meet Yo. your own on the 3210. Remember them bad. ones? Yo, them ones there. Blue. Yo, it's bolt blue. them ones there. Yo, so we, I think it's just that the world is different and it's moved on. And 50 years ago, before when we were younger, it was slower still. Mm. And that's just the progress of the earth. Um, that's how progress works. So you've got to do different things to catch people's attention. And there's so much data about what is doing that. The answers are there of how to do it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The answers are there. It depends if you want to pay attention or not. Yeah. Or just go, this is my art, I'm putting it out, who will find it will find it. Yeah. Mm. Or this is my art, this is the market I want for my art, I want mm. to monetize it this way, how am I gonna do it? Two mm. two different mindsets, none of them are wrong. Yeah. And I think we we'll, I mean we were speaking before about um knowing what your lane is mm. and there's nothing wrong with sort of like branching out and stuff, but I think it's important to sort of understand as an artist that not everybody is going to like what you put out really important and if you try and um uh, trying to grasp everybody yeah you, you're just never gonna be satisfied impossible yeah you know if you've got sort of a, a certain fan base or a, a little following or whatever yeah um and they really dig what you're doing yeah um you know if you then try to sort of not saying you shouldn't experiment but no. it's kind of like you know some people really jump out the window sometimes and to try and fit into something yeah and then it's like ah uh, oh you no know? you broke your legs now what a shame yeah and now you've got to come back upstairs how are you going to do that yeah it's like when i see <laughs> no for real you know what it's, I'm saying? it's like when, when i yeah. when i hear um like some older artists mm. 
and they try and make songs to um, to attract the kids. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't sound good. Yeah. And the kids don't like it because like, who's this old man thinking? Yeah, by his like, uncle Steve. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Spitting again. That's what I'm saying. Sit down, Uncle Steve. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You're on there, like, in some ski jeans with your Steve Harvey mustache, and it's like, you don't really, you know what I mean? It's not a combo. It's not, it doesn't really work. So it's kind of like, if you've got, like, and then you, the the people that have followed you from day one, they're like, yo, fam, like, what the hell is this? Like, we don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, I think that some artists, it's kind of like, when you've been in the game for a while, it's like, all right, cool. Well, I've had the cult following for, I've been following for a while. Yeah. I should satisfy my base, yeah. And those, cause you, you, cause when you think about it, you, you know, you, your fans grow with you, yeah, of course. So people aren't trying to hear like what you did twenty years ago, yeah. Like now, if that makes sense, that's or try and kind that's of, or yeah. try and attract, yeah, the younger kids, yeah. Because it's kind of like I don't want to hear, um, like a legend like he- using heavy auto, yeah. Like, that's what I just don't. Who did that? I think Smokey Robinson did something like that recently. Okay. Now, you know, a legend like that, trying to uh, appeal to a specific age set, and all power to all power to them for trying it. But like, your your ability tells you your path. Yeah. Uh, and your audience. What What are you trying to do? Right. Yeah. What What's it, What's your aim? But do, at the same time, do you always have to have an aim? Can't you just experiment? Isn't it just art? Yeah, and and I think I think I think there's nothing wrong with experimenting. Yeah. But I think it's kind of like it needs to be authentic. It needs yeah. to be okay. I'm doing this because I want to, not because this is what I think the sound is. I see what you see. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah some no, people do it because they think that is a sound. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing about the sound is, you know, it can often change. It can. Whereas, I think traditional sort of like. Um, the, the mecca, like the, the basis of, of let's say hip hop, yeah, for yeah. example, yeah. it's timeless yeah. because you can always go back to like, oh, that's that's how it used to sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas sometimes when things, and things will obviously adapt, yeah, yeah. Will, will sort of grow yeah. and evolve. Yeah. But I think there's certain trends that come and go. Yeah, yeah. And if you then try to jump on every sort of, because things didn't age well. Like think about, um, Snap music and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like that's it's like that It was great yeah. in two thousand eight. Yeah, for that year. Yeah, like, fantastic. Music yeah, kind of awesome. If you then like try to jump into that heavily, yeah, bro, that that's a do thing on your catalogue because it it's like looking yeah. back on reflection, it's like what the hell is that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. kind of like jumped into that because yeah. you thought that was a hot thing. Yeah, but really, yeah. you could have just kind of just done with what you kept on with what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and just continued on. But if, again, there's nothing wrong with experimenting. There isn't, there isn't. It's just about the reasons why you're experimenting. I think I think the reason behind any behind an artist's reason for experimenting is twofold. One, it's because why not try it, and two is ego. So everything is like, I want to be relevant. Mm. I want to be relevant to the masses. The masses love this, and I want to be relevant to the masses. And my ego needs massaging, mm. so I'm going to do that to fit in. And, and as soon as you let go of that and go. At some some reason I've got art, this art and this creativity channel within me. I'm going to channel it in a way that helps me and helps other people. I think that's a different way of looking, and that's the way I, that's the way I think it runs through me. Like I've been given the 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 the, the pleasure of being able to do this. How can I improve somebody's day with it in three minutes and eight seconds? Um, 
that's my that's my thought process. I feel I see it like a service, which is which is very weird, but art is a service to most people. Like you can remember where you heard the song, or something can make you feel a certain way, and I think that's really important to do that. And like without feeling, for me, I, I can tell when something's not done without feeling. Mm. Sorry, not done with feeling. It feels empty. It feels like uh, a cube made of uh, perspex that you can see through with nothing in it. It's a lovely shape. It's really shiny, but it's empty, mm. and it doesn't mean anything. And I, I, I want. I need for me. I need some soul in what's been said, or mm. some reality in it, um, and that's what that's what I try and feed myself sometimes, <laughs> um, mm. and that's what I want to give. I want people to listen and feel warm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but that's just my personal. That's just my personal angle on it. And art is so varied. It's really hard to to pigeonhole and say why someone's doing something. It's up to them. But like. People are gonna like it. Some people aren't gonna. And the yeah. biggest thing is to just realize: just do your art because you love it, um, and don't try and chase numbers. Because what are they really? Yeah, I think that when you do, when you do things which are music, which is feel good, and yeah, it's positive. Like you can't really argue with that, man. Like, yeah. like yeah. your new track, Take yeah. a Leap. Like yeah. that to me, like it's such a good vibe, mm -hmm. and the message is so positive. Yeah. Um, where did you sort of, how did where did that stem from like and what inspired you to after this time to actually put that out and yeah do you know what i mean yeah good question um so it what inspired me first of all uh a couple of years ago i went to my sister-in-law's house and she had this keyboard in the room and i just i just watched you know i just looked at that i just wanted to play this keyboard i can't play keyboard i rust but i just wanted to play it i just like, i don't know what it is and uh from there, within like three months, I booked on to go and learn the piano in Italy for two weeks. There was something that Trevor went on actually about 15 years ago. He went for two weeks, he came back and he could play piano. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then like at this time, a couple of years ago, I was like, right, that's what I'm going to, I want to go and learn piano. I want to understand music more because I, I can rap, I can, I can do all that, but I don't understand music. I don't know music theory. I don't know what notes or what. I just feel it and that's it. And I want to understand a bit more. So... With doing that, I went to Italy for two weeks and I was learning piano. And I was in this class and my teacher did this exercise where it was like, she plays the notes and you have to sing it. She plays the notes, you have to sing it. And I was doing that she went, you've got quite a good voice. And I was like, what? She's like, no, you've got quite a good voice. Do that again. And then from that, it just sparked something in me. So I was like, I'm out here doing piano, but then the voice is coming as well. Um, and I just wanted to bring those two things together. I wanted to, I wanted to be able to play piano, sing and rap. Wait, is that you singing on the vocal? Yeah. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Raw. Yeah. So I was going to ask you who was on vocals. Yeah, yeah, it's me. I'm on Vox. Raw. Yeah. You can sing. Thank you very much. So that's what the teacher said. That's what I've been working with. Raw. So that's what pulled. That's what. That's what. That's what drove me. I was like, okay, so if I can get this honed and put it together, I think that will do something quite different, actually. <laughs> I'm caught him off. I had no idea, you know, because I was yeah. listening, thinking. Who's this? Cause I didn't see. I, I saw it like it was um, produced by Jay Fox, but I didn't yeah, see. Jack Wolf. Sorry, Jack Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox. Good. No, you got Jay and Jack. Yeah, Rex. and they're both animals. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jack Wolf. Yeah. So, I didn't see anybody else featured. I yeah. just saw Charisma yeah, featuring yeah. Jack Wolf. I'm thinking, okay, so either you just literally just like. Shun the my man yeah, yeah. the credits Sorry, mate. on some diddy thing. Do you Thanks know what for I mean? that, but nah, bad yeah, boy I mean. for life, peace yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Rugs, I did not realize that was your numericals, man. Yeah, I'm not here, Trey Song. Yeah, I think I think that will I think it will throw people at first. If you've got your people that heard uh, Bad Boy in a different way, mm. then be like, okay, I know it's been some time, but what are you singing for? Mm. And I've had that question in my head and questioned what will people think. And then I was like, they'll think what they think because that's their brain and that's their right. What I think I want to do is sing because I enjoy it. I want to learn and I want to improve. Mm. And I'm at the beginning of my journey with it and I want to take the leap and do that. And I want to take the leap and learn piano. You see what I'm saying? See what did so it's basically all about the song is, the premise of the song is, self-doubt is your only enemy really so what's that stopping you doing and how can you jump over that hurdle and be the greatness that, that is within you mm. basically basically that sound like i'm like eckhart toll book or something sorry no, but that's 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 my how i how i saw it and it was that i needed that pep talk to question myself and i used to speak with jack a lot when i first started um working with him i met him on father's day last year um, we met at this um, conversation with a guy called Tony Vial, and we were both in the room together, different artists. He showed some music, I spat some bars, I was like, I think I could work with you, I like your mm. beats. And he's really brought me out and gone, no, just just sing, just do your thing. Where I was always like unsure of whether I should do it or not. Yeah, that's a good producer. He's a very good producer. That's a good producer. He, he gassed me. He gassed me, I'm not going to lie, he gassed me up. So I was like, oh, I can do this thing, I can do this thing. And then I was just like, right, I'm going to take the leap properly and I'm going to get vocal coaching. I'm going to go and get singing lessons properly. So that's what I did. I took the leap through my ego because, okay, I'm not a great singer yet, but I'll get there. And also I took, I took the leap from my pocket because it ain't free. Mm. But I invested in myself and I took the leap and invested in myself and I think it will help. It helps the message. I feel like I'm able to, I'm not making beats, but I feel like I'm able to make a song because that's what I want to do is songs, not tunes, songs. Mm. Uh, with messages and, mm. and feeling for people so um, I think that's answered your question I've gone on a bit of a trajectory no, it, no. <laughs> it's good I mean I think this year has shown people uh, people really start to invest in themselves more yeah. like I've seen a lot more thoughtful spirit and a lot more people thinking well, actually I want to do something yeah. and if no one's going to back me then I will back myself exactly and you know you can be your biggest cheerleader yeah. your biggest cheerleader so yeah. I think People are now actually. I see a lot of people like like business starters. Yeah. A lot of people actually really on this hustle team. Yes. Like, yes. My wife's doing great uh, yoga stuff that she started back up. She's grafting on that. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go and do this thing, and then I look at her socials, and I'm like, whoa, you yeah. are levels like yeah. on it with a little baby and a seven year old yeah. to think about, and you make it happen because that's your calling. You take a leap and you crack yeah. on. Yeah. And I think people are now like reevaluating, sort of like, okay, so like what I really want to do. And yeah. I think it's giving people time to think, well, actually, you know, I've spent all this time just doing my nine to five, basically, for example. Yeah. Um, and I can still do that, but now it's giving you more time to sort of spend time on actually developing what your interests are. Exactly. What you really like. And we actually, I really like this. And if I can monetize this as well, then that's a win-win. Exactly. Of course it is. It, it's, um, it's working for yourself. We've worked for other people for years and, a nine to five doesn't stop the dream it funds it so as soon as you start seeing that a job as funding your exploration into your next steps the sooner you realize what work-life balance means mm. and i think people when you when, when i understood that i was like nah i what am i what am i is it what's my purpose what am i here for i'm here for that i'm also here to raise my children but i'm here to do this so how do i do the two things yeah 
and how do those two things work together and it's not always an easy ride and there'll be bumps and stuff but if you don't if and i'm sorry to keep plugging this on but if you don't take the leap you'll never mm. know if you keep just looking and going oh i don't know and forget that life begins at the edge of your comfort zone you'll never get anywhere that's mm. where it begins for me like you can sit in your comfort zone for years mm. and years and mm. years and years and i just on a treadmill going round and round in mm. circles with sawdust flying behind you <laughs> you get what i mean in a little war yeah, yeah, trust me. Inside, that's i'm not, I'm not about that right? yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. trying to hamster this thing like i'm trying to yeah. i'm trying to use bolt it yeah but for a marathon yeah you get what i mean i'm trying to go through and show my kids you, that you can do that because they've got eyes on you yeah they've got eyes on you if they see you going to work come home drained and that's it and don't see you feeding your spirit how are they going to learn to feed theirs yeah it's true it's true do you know what i'm saying yeah they've got eyes on you all the time even when you think they're not watching so mm. um yeah that's that's my that's my i think that's the kind of like caribbean sort of my frame of actually having fingers and pies as well yeah. and actually kind of like having various jobs and stuff yeah, like that yeah, and yeah do you know what i mean and i think like it's it's something which which you know, it should be passed on because I think, like you said, like doing one thing in a sense of, and that being the basis is fine, but if you're working, you're not actually spending any time on what you actually, what your interests are. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. How you can sort of develop that. It's, yeah. it's just different. You know, you, you, you're not going to be truly happy. No, you're not um, going to be truly you. Because you're not going to be truly you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I was yeah. saying before, like, I remember before when I was just, just solely working it was just literally like the way my mind works sometimes it's like blah it's like a kaleidoscope of yeah, yeah. things in my head and yeah, it's yeah. kind of like i'm always thinking about things i'm jotting stuff down and stuff and then i just needed outlets to do so i started writing mm-hmm. um and then i just literally then podcasting and so it's just a way to sort of like release sort of you know that's what, what, what yeah that's you know what what you've got to do it's, it's sort of very sort of like therapeutic and stuff so I know I feel pretty low if I don't create, if I don't put art out. If I just make, I could just make tunes and keep them in my house. But once once the art leaves your body, it's not yours anymore. Mm. Is the way I see it. Like if it's come out of you, it is not. It is no longer yours. It is for the world to use and feed from. Mm. Um, and whether you can monetize that or not is is up to you. Um, but art is to be shared. I don't think. It, and it, firstly, it's not for just to be kept away and hidden away. Like, oh, these things on rock stacked up that no one's ever going to hear. Like, why? Mm. If you're Prince and you've got a back catalogue that is from here back to the ancient Egyptian laying the first pyramid stone, fine. We don't need to hear everything you've got, you know, but you've got all day to record and all that. But some of us have got jobs and what you, and what you have time to create, share with the world because it might help someone. Mm. You know, it might turn someone's day up. It yeah. might, you know, it might, it might do that. So that's the place I'm getting to now. Where before, I didn't ever want to put anything out. I was like, oh, what if people don't like it and all that? Like, what if, what if they don't? I feel their business, isn't it? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. their business if they don't like it. And if they do like it, I'm really glad. Have yeah. a great day either way. Enjoy yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of like um, Caribbean mind frames yeah. and stuff, we were talking earlier, like, yeah, you've realised that we're both, like, petitioned. We are, we are. We're both sort of got links to St. Kitts and that. We do. And um, it's quite funny because, like, with the island being so small, like, you don't really see many, I, I mean, I'm finding out there's more people that are realised.